Episode 81. 81 is 18 backwards. Do you remember what um, podcast we did for episode 18? Episode 18, that's a gimme. That's a gimme right there. Episode 18, we did a little movie called Green Lantern. Oh, close. I think Green Lantern was three. So, a little close. Um, Uh, Episode 18 was actually another Josh movie. Another um, obscure time travel movie. Obscure time travel movie. Yeah. Palm Springs. Oh, yes. Yes. A classic. So good, I forgot it. This movie wasn't a time travel movie, but they did travel through time. Right. Naturally. Right. They did indeed. Um, Yeah. Uh, Your mother ate my dog. Josh, Jesse, back at you uh, for 81. So uh, fun. 81, fun. Oh, so, so fun. So fun. So much fun. Um, yeah, so we survived Snowmageddon. Thankfully. Um, did you, how, how was that for you? It was fine. There wasn't really too much, any, anything different, really. How'd the car make it in the snow? Oh, it did just fine. It's four wheel drive, so seems to handle itself just fine. This is like the first time in the new car with snow, right? It is. It is. Yes, I was. I had faith knowing that it was four-wheel drive, and lo and behold, it drove just just fine. Myself, I had to go to work. Some people that I know, they have jobs where if it snows, they don't have to work. Yeah, well, um, you're talking about me, and yes. I did go to work. I went to work both days, both mm-hmm. snow days, um, Wednesday and Thursday, but uh, it, it was too bad that they did not let us leave for our safety. So okay. we just stayed inside and worked probably in the two days, um, I could probably work a combined three hours. Mm-hmm. Doing what? What is there to do around the warehouse? That Well, day one, it was basically um, you sort, like you get in your mail and you sort it um, mm-hmm. for the day. But it was pretty obvious that we weren't going to go out. So they just sent us home pretty early. And then day two was the same thing. We, we had a route. I had a route and I was going to, I sorted it and put it all together. And then they were like, well, nah. What what would you say would be like out of 10, how hard is that job to do if you were just a random person thrown into it with no training? Um, It's well, I would say it wouldn't be that hard at all. So basically, okay, so you get there in the morning mm-hmm. um, and you have your, you either have your route or you get assigned your route. And then you stand in front of a, of a case, a three-sided case. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has all the addresses on it. And then you get your mail and then you just put it in the slot where the address is. And then you have like a sheet that tells you uh, which, which address to pull at what time. And then you put it all together and put it in. And then you use, if you don't know where you're going, you use Google Maps. And then you you find a place to park. And then you you do your little walk. 
and then you get to you go to the next place and you do your little walk and then then you're done so fairly easy i'd say being a mailman is not a difficult job but like you can get if you're slow it can take a long time what um would you say it's somewhat common that like the route they give you like the sheet it has like an error um there i mean no probably not Mm. um but there has been times where it doesn't make any sense to do it the way that they do on the sheet okay okay all right yeah that's good to know now you told me uh you told me through text today that you delivered a postcard was that the truth or were you just saying that no it was um it was the truth i rarely lie oh Um, yeah so i went up to this house with the postcard and they were outside and this dog was barking at me and so i gave it to her and she's like oh a postcard it was it's from my like son-in-law or something um Mm -hmm. they're on the they're at the grand canyon uh, but they've been home for two weeks and they just got the the car now and it's like well, I see. Well, not my fault you're yeah. gonna blame me my parents but. were just at the grand canyon not but a few days ago maybe, um, they, maybe they saw each weird. other even though you said weeks close enough they they live close to um a street that i was delivering to i mean it's a it was a long street so it's it was really nowhere near mm-hmm. where they live but you know, it's the same street. So who knows? It could have been them at a different house hmm. that looked nothing like your parents. It's very possible. They, very didn't, possible. they don't have a dog, so. No, that, that yeah. A little error there. That's All okay. right. Well, we talk about my job so much. So let's talk about your job. Okay. Um, so you have, you have forklift training? I have, um, yes, I do. I have like a forklift certificate. And like, do you have a physical certificate? Yes. Um, when I, so I'm changing the subject now back to me. Okay, great. But I used to work at, um, at a company, a grocery store company, who, which needed a, it needed a forklift um, because it was, it was a small back room. Mm-hmm. So we had like a forklift um, to get stuff uh, up top, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we had to get our certificate for that mm-hmm. um, at the beginning, and then it expired. And then um, I didn't have a valid uh, forklift certificate for like four years. And after yet you it still operated it. Yeah, I still operated it. And so if I would have crashed, took it, took it out into the road and crashed into a car, that would have been bad. Well, the company would have been liable i assume fired probably well i don't know about that it's not your job to make yourself trained it's your employer's yeah, but job the, the first question would have been like hey why are you on the road with the forklift this oh, one well, was inside right okay that's a good point i thought maybe you took it outside for some reason for some certain occasions but i guess not okay so you have your forklift certificate and you you wear um steel toes yeah, you got to wear steel toes in the warehouse no matter what you're doing. I mean, there's only a few, there's like two people that ever use the forklift. They're the quote unquote put away people. You know, they take the skids and put them away on the shelf. But like 
I used to fill in for that job. And I'm like the most qualified beyond the two people that normally do that job. Well, I'm among the most qualified anyway. And so they trained me up on it. Well, why not? Why not? I guess you've been there for a while now. Yeah, it has been a couple of years now. A little, a little over two years. Is it seniority based? Oh, yes. Yes. Lots of, but I mean, I'm not even that high on the seniority. Well, I guess I, I've crept up because there's been some. We've gotten a lot of new employees lately. Right. But I'm probably somewhere in the middle. There's plenty of people that have been there a lot longer than me. And is this like the the highest you want to go within um, the, call it a company, but, um, or is there like a job that you're like eyeing up that you're like, man, I really wish it would open up so I could apply? Um, I mean... I've thought about moving up. There's like, you could be like an inventory analyst, which is like, you know, definitely a step up, not not only in responsibility, but pay for sure. But like there was a supervisor position that came up that um, perhaps, I guess I'll say it was suggested to me by certain people that I should, I should apply, but you don't get paid anymore. It's the same amount of pay and it's more responsibility and no more pay. Zero more pay. You get nothing else more. But maybe it looks nice, you know. Yeah, that's true. It could be a stepping stone sort of thing, but I don't know. It just didn't seem seem for me. So I just sticking where I am for now. And what about like if like a doctor job came up? Yeah, if like a brain surgeon position came up, I'd probably do that. Yeah, just think about it. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, that's exciting. It's very exciting indeed. I live a life of excitement. It's true. All the rumors you've been hearing are true. Uh, you watch any good movies lately? This is the only movie I've watched since the last podcast in this. Wait, is that true? <laughs> yes, that is true. I tried to watch Nacho Libre again. A little, little cheeky rewatch on that bad boy. But um, I thought I owned it. It's one. It's my favorite comedy. I don't own it, apparently. Um, unless I've just misplaced my dvd or blu-ray or whatever it was and then it's not free on anywhere so i was like, ah, i don't really need to watch it it's on nothing it's on nothing hmm. believe it or not yeah what are you drinking that over there oh uh, i made myself I made myself some apple cinnamon tea ah okay that sounds nice cold evening such as such as this apple cinnamon tea interesting Speaking of Apple Cinnamon Tea, it seems like Nacho Libre is on Apple TV. Okay. Well, I don't have that, to be fair. So, there you go. Um, yeah. I, I did. I have watched Nacho Libre for the first time semi-recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Yes, it is very good. It is very underrated. Not Ooh, a perfect. Watching. Hmm? Not a perfect movie. No, not a perfect movie. No, no, no. Not perfect, but underrated. You'll be watching what? Um, oh, well, for the podcast, we'll be watching a wrestling movie coming up. Oh, yes, I did see that. A little more serious wrestling movie, though, I think. Um, speaking, Not speaking of 2006, but 2006 was when Nacho Libre came out, which is also when this movie uh, was took place. That is true. Do you want to talk about the movie now? Yeah, we can. You, know, you okay. watched it recently. Yep, finished it probably 40 minutes ago. Sorry for the long movie. Saltburn. Saltburn, yes. 
It's a uh, salt burn, much like uh, the the burning of the cinnamon down my throat. Ah, very good, very good. You are quite uh, on it today. I love it. Yeah. Well, what do you th- what did you think? What do you what? Okay, so the movie ended forty minutes ago. What were your? How did you feel? Well, I'll say the first when I first started it, um, my partner watched the first, you know, like minute. Let's say she said, "Well, this looks like a movie that's going to take itself too seriously." And I had the feeling that that would be the case, but I was actually a little pleasantly surprised near the end, especially it didn't take itself too seriously. I think it was, it was pretty self-aware. So that was good. I was a little worried to begin with. Um, it's also a movie that, sorry, one second. I just have, I fumbling my headphones. Okay, I'm good. It's a movie that I had one scene spoiled for me. And I did not think that this scene would have such an impact on the way I felt about the film like while I was watching it, but it did. It kind of like it showed me um, truly how, um, well, let's just say crazy Oliver was the character. Uh, and this is the grave scene. This is the grave scene, yes. So I knew like the level it was going to get to, right? So... I knew the trajectory of his uh, of his character from humble beginnings, seeming like just kind of like an outcast kind of dude, to obviously someone who would have sex with a a freshly dug grave. Yeah, quite the character development. Yes, yes. I will say though, I mean, I can get into it more in acting. Probably one of the best performances that I've seen in the podcast films, I think it was one of those performances that makes me like, it was so good, but like in like visceral that it made me think differently of the, just the man, Barry, um, Keoghan, Keoghan. Keoghan. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Keoghan. Like he just like, he seems like it just like, just made me, it just changed how I viewed him. It's like it's just sort of like a creepy aura now, you know, which which has only ever happened one other time with any other actor I've seen on screen who happened who happened to also be in this in this film, uh, Rosamund Pike. Have you ever seen Gone Girl? Um, yes. Yeah, that movie. Like now, I just whenever I see Rosamund Pike, I just see her character in that movie. She's just creepy. So that's sort of done that for Barry Keoghan. For me now, I think. Yeah, hell of an actor, hell of an Irish guy. Um, he was in Banshees of Inisherin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you saw that, but no. Um, it's in Dunkirk, diff- though. I think, right? I think I saw that. Oh, he was in Dunkirk too. Yeah. Yeah, in The Revenant. No, not The Revenant. He was in um, the Green Green Knight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that one, um, but hell of an actor. Um, this is kind of like the tale of two movies. You have your Oxford half and then your Saltburn half. Yes. Different vibes. Oh, 100%, 100%. I definitely felt like the school was like, it was like a school was like the, re, it was reality and Saltburn was like a dream. It felt very dreamlike. Interesting. It was like, it was very foggy and dark and like things were happening that, 
Like, I don't know if this was ever explained when he punched the mirror and then it was fixed the next day. Was he just, did someone just get fixed or what? I think I took it as um, it was fixed because uh, like they're so rich and proper uh-huh, uh-huh. that like any imperfection would be fixed right away. Right. Probably by Duncan. Yeah. But there was just like a lot of like, like looking out the window and um, what's that character's name? Uh, Venetia. She was just like standing in the middle of the field and it was just like very surreal. And a lot, and also all the characters at Saltburn, they didn't act like real people at all. They were just, it was very, very strange people going on over there. Yeah. Unhappy uh, rich people. Very, very strange. Unlike, I, I don't think there are any real people like that. Maybe there are. Who knows? They had a cool hedge maze. That is true. That is true. Like the Shining, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, I was really just fascinated by Oliver's character quite a bit. I, to, to the extent that I actually started writing notes. Because... I don't know. I was just so enthralled by how complicated his character was. Cause like, obviously he's, he's very smart, but like the most manipulative like person you could just imagine it was, he just like manipulated everyone so strategically. But then on top of that, he was very obsessive, very strange, but like the whole time it, the way that it was, it was acted. It was just, Almost flawless. So maybe near the end, I, I do have a problem. I do have a problem with the ending of this film, but um, yeah, I, a note that I wrote before I got to, I would say I wrote this maybe a third into the film. I wrote Oliver is extremely complicated, very smart, manipulative, obsessive, strange, and dangerous. Like he could kill at any moment. Passive as a weapon. Like he would always use. He would always be like apologizing and like trying to back away and not on the outside, not try to get too involved, but really he's like super involved. And then that all comes, especially in the the last things about killing at any moment. It all came to fruition at the end, obviously. Do you write that um, before or after Felix was found in the, in the maze? Before, much before. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know how, like I knew going in, a lot about this movie as in like it was well the grave scene and like it was a, it was a bit a bit strange but the plot wise like i didn't know what was going on or mm-hmm. what are you drinking i drink water sorry apple cinnamon water just regular old tapped water oh um so like I, yeah i was very pleasantly surprised by how things went i i found maybe when they were at Oxford, maybe it was a little boring. Like it wasn't that exciting. The movie, I was like, "Oh, is this how this movie's going to be?" Mm-hmm. Um, but then they moved on to Saltburn, and then that's really when things ratcheted up. And I was quite pleasantly, well, not surprised, but I, I was happy. Right, big happy, Josh. I would say once we got to Saltburn, like not too far into it, I could. T- I could sort of see what was coming down the pipe. Especially, I mean, it's worth knowing or worth mentioning that 
obviously, if he's at a grave, somebody has died. So I know somebody's going to die. I didn't know who it was at the time, but it just felt to me that the deaths were probably going to be caused by um, Oliver, which didn't end up being true. But I, I did feel like that was coming. I don't know if it was because I got that scene spelled for me or not. I'm not sure. But you could just see you just see the the layers of insanity just showing themselves more and more, especially as Saltburn. Yeah, a nice gradual implosion. Yeah, all starting um, when he was suckling on the uh, bathwater. Yes, there was some drinking of, of backwater. That that was one of my notes was that it was like extremely visceral. Like you could really whenever when all the characters were hot, you like you could feel that they were hot. Or like when it was cold, like you felt the cold and the, like you just felt it was very visceral. I thought that was well done. Um, I, I thought that the touch it was a nice touch to have Felix wearing a, a Livestrong bracelet. Why is that? Well, because uh, 2006, oh. I, I do remember um, it being huge for Lance Armstrong. I see, I see. I, yeah, I guess that was around that time. I never even noticed. They watched Superbad. That was cool. Right. There was a little bit of Superbad in it. Um, the music overall... Um, especially when they were in Oxford, the music was, well, yeah, Oxford. um, I guess, so 2006 was like probably grade 10 for me. Well, grade, grade nine, grade 10. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, that's kind of where I got many of my musical influences from. Yeah. And yeah. they were, they were hitting all the good notes, mm -hmm. um, in this movie. And then at the end, of course, the final scene with Mirror on the Dance Floor, which, you know, we'll be stuck in your head maybe for uh, days to come. Yeah, that was quite something. Very Bronson-esque in a way. Right. Yes. Very, very much a naked naked man dancing with, yeah. his, with his wang. Yeah, we, we do love to watch movies. So, okay, we st well, period. We do love to watch movies, but... Um, wang movies, apparently. We st Okay, so we started this... <laughs> This whole before podcast thing, we watched a lot of uh, horror movies. Yeah, which featured a lot of bare-breasted women. Yes, and now we have matured. Right. And no. Now we only watch full frontal male nudity. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So I don't know what that says about us, but our we're in our thirties. Yeah, we've we've moved on to penises, and that's just something I think we need to. We just need to get it out there. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's out now and we'll, we'll just learn to embrace it even more. I don't know what, I don't know if there's going to be any of that in my next film, but it seems like it's possible. Um, I'm, yeah, keep it coming. Oh, baby. Can do. Um, yeah, I mean, there is a lot. I, I probably should have watched this movie. Again, this movie could have could do well with a second watch because, mm -hmm. like, there's probably a lot of stuff that was we could have missed, just like little subtle things. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, great acting. the The ending maybe a bit lazy. Yeah. Um, maybe a bit. There's a word for it, or like everything comes together real perfectly. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it was clever in a way, and it made you kind of look at the movie differently. Mm-hmm. Especially the that first scene. Uh, with the bikes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because but, I, I knew like, obviously um, Oliver was, was manipulating everyone. Um, some of, some of it, I thought, was, I mean, some of it was quite obvious and out in the open and some of the things that it say at the end to give a little bit of a, a precursor to our, our, our ending score. Um, yeah, at the end, it does like a flashback of all the things that he did that we didn't actually see him do. And some of them are, I would say, are surprises, such as the bikes. I did not see that coming. But like him grabbing um, Far- Farley's? Yeah, Farley's phone and like, you know, trying to set him up that way. I mean, that was kind of like I saw that coming. That was a little obvious. Yeah, I, at the time, it sounded like when he was confronted about that. Yeah. It's like, oh gotta... yeah. It was, it was Oliver. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't know. I'll get it to it more in the ending, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, great cast. Yes. Yes. Like I said, Barry Keoghan's, his performance was, a was, incredible and uh but it makes me think like he's just like that in real life it just changed how i f- view him in real life now i'm convinced he's just like that no matter what he's doing last year i think it was last year we we um did a podcast on the batman yes and in i think it was the like the last the last scene the the ending credit scene there was a kind of a teaser on um on a joker yeah character yeah that was barry keoghan yes it was so maybe he'll be the new joker well i don't know what their plans are if they're gonna make a second batman movie with Uh, they must they must be made it, it did very well so okay well maybe i'll look it up I'm sure they will. Money, money, money. The Batman 2. Yeah, it's coming in 2025. There you go. Hmm. It's going to be called Part 2. Yeah, very creative. Uh, okay, well, Saltburn, uh, did you want to do scores? Yes. Yeah. yeah, let's get into the scores. Okay, well, since you love... Very so much. Why don't you start uh, with acting? Okay. Yes, Barry Keoghan, one of the best performances, I think, on this podcast that we've had. Um, super creepy and odd and, I don't know, just disturbing. Like, really effectively disturbing. Um, I would say I had a little bit of issue with most of the other performances, I'd say. Um, 
The guy playing Felix, I thought he was just okay. Farley was a little distracting. I didn't like him. Venetia, she had um scene in like the last scene she's in, like in the bathtub. That scene was oh. good, but I think every other one I didn't really like her all that much. So the acting is uh there's two ends of the spectrum. Definitely some you know, one character I really like and then some not not so much. For acting I'd give it an eight. I mean, Barry's really doing a lot of heavy lifting here. Okay, that's fair. Um, the actor who played Felix, uh, Jacob Elordi, uh, Australian, playing an Englishman. Uh, I know him from um, Euphoria. Mostly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which he plays a completely different character. Like He plays a villain, which, I mean, he does a little bit in this one. Kind of, Like, just the, the popular dude. Yeah. Kind of villain, like... Um, but I thought he was he was good. Rosamund Pike, um, yeah, I mean she was she played the role pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, Farley was a little annoying, and the sister was annoying too. But I think that was just her character, and I thought she played that pretty well. I, you said all we can say about Barry, mm-hmm. you know, powerful. I'll give it a. Eight point five out of ten. Okay. To be a little better than you. Okay, so ending. I'll do ending. Okay. Um. This movie. A lot of the time, we'll get a movie where, like, the ending, like the movie itself, is kind of not very good, and then, but the ending is decent, and it kind of brings it up. In this one, I thought the majority of the movie was pretty strong until we got to the ending yeah and then it was kind of like well what what's the point so 2007 or 2006 2006 2007 whatever it was until 2022 when um barry sees rosamond in the cafe which apparently he orchestrated himself and then he eventually that leads him back into the Saltburn life and he somehow gets her sick and then kills her and then takes control of of the of Saltburn and then we get to you know the naked dancing with the wonderful song mm-hmm. like I like the last scene but getting there from like the, the flash forward to that last scene it did seem a little I don't know, too too much or too little. I can't, I, I don't know. It didn't sit well with me. It was a great movie until the ending, which kind of pushed the movie down. So overall, I'm going to give the ending score a six. Six out of ten. Okay. Yeah, the ending really hurt this one. Like it was, like you say, it was a really strong film. Up until I would say like the last 10 minutes. And then it became very. Like so from 2006, 2007. Until 2022. Barry was. um, Oliver was just waiting for. uh, The dad to die. Sir James. So I guess that that was. A thing. He didn't really orchestrate that. Why didn't. I don't know why he didn't try to orchestrate. Anything out of that. If he's already killed the two children he was just fine waiting i guess 
and then yeah, the f- I had trouble. I I don't know how much I like movies that do that. Like, okay, we're at the end, and now to reveal what's been really going on. And let's flash back to all the scenes you remember, but like the little little part that you didn't get to see. It's like let's just fill in the blanks. It's like ooh, look how clever we were. And I just think it would have been better if you just left it. If it was just left to for us to speculate ourselves, not be not be uh, drawn out for us. I think that would have made for a better ending. Um, the dancing naked, sure. That's I, that wasn't what I had any problem with. I mean, it was weird. the dance floor. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it was a weird f- film overall. I mean, it was so that wasn't didn't feel out of place. It just I just don't like the whole lay it all out for us like we're idiots. I think we could have figured that out ourselves or at least speculate would have made for a more interesting ending. Uh, I'd give the ending a 5 out of 10. Well. Wow. Okay, well, do you want to give your overall score out of 10? Yes, I will do that. Yeah, this was a quite an enjoyable watch from, for most of it. I did quite like it. Just a quite the spectacle of I mean, Barry is not, um, um, Oliver is not the only one who's manipulating. It's like, there's a lot of very manipulative people in this movie. Um, it's quite interesting to watch. Um, sort of the evil in people and how manipulative they can be to get what they want. Um, obviously, I loved Barry's performance. It's quite something. Um, yeah, the ending is just what hurt it. It kind of left a sour taste in my mouth, and it made me... Re- kind of not love the movie it was okay now i just think it was okay um i'd give it a six out of ten so this movie was eagle versus shark 2007 yeah i would say they're equal um yeah acting was a great great acting movie and it was it came from like a big it came from margot robbie's production company um, so it kind of has some some expectations on it. Mm-hmm. It was an enjoyable watch. Um, the yeah, the ending was unfortunate because it it did kind of feel cheap and kind of make the rest of the movie like not feel as important. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'll give it a seven out of ten. Okay. Overall, a 7 out of 10, which uh, is the best movie of the year so far. I almost gave it a 6.5, but I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. Um, You go with your gut. Yeah. Absolutely. A good performance is not a good movie make. There's been plenty of movies with good performances, and the movie sucks. Don't ask me to tell you one, but I'm sure that uh, I know they exist. Hmm. Maybe for your next movie. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's just gonna. I just kind of picked a bad movie on purpose. I think is what's gonna it's gonna happen with that what? one. What you doing this? Picking a bad movie on purpose? That's crazy. It never happens. Um. Well, okay. So we, we're not gonna have a podcast next week, right? And we'll reconvene at some point the week after. But um. So you don't have to to say movie right now, but you could. Just to, maybe it's on the plane. I doubt they'd have this one. This is—I'll just tell you about it now. 
it's definitely one of those movies I saw in the video store when I was a kid a lot. It intrigued me. Ooh. It has, but it has big names in it. It's got Jeff Goldblum. It's got Jim Carrey. It's got Gina Davis. And it's got one of the Wayan brothers. I don't know which one. I can't remember. And it's an alien movie. Yes. It's called Earth Girls Are Easy. It's called Earth Girls Are Easy. Wow. Da- Damon. Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. There you go. One of the Wayans. I have no idea what it's about. I know that Damon Wayans, Jeff Goldblum, and Jim Carrey are aliens. And Gina Davis is an Earth girl who might be easy. I don't know. Never heard of this movie in my life, but it should be fun. Should be it should be fun. How are you going to watch it? Great question. But uh, good luck on that one. Five point four on IMDb. Michael McKean's in it. Sixty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So there's hope. Clearly, highly regarded. Have you ever seen Coneheads? Uh, I've seen parts of it, but not the not the whole thing. Earth curls are easy. Wow, that's a pretty sweet um, cover, too. Right. Out of this world, down to earth, romantic comedy. <laughs> Jim Carrey, huh? Oh yeah. He just turned sixty. No, he turned sixty-two. I thought. Oh, well, let's look it up. No, he's, oh, yeah, he did turn 60. Okay, well, it was an old thing I saw, I guess. 62. Fuck, this movie looks weird. Uh, well. I'm excited. It's a, it's a good change from, you know, the last, Movies we we watched, so yeah, so different. Maybe it's on YouTube. Could be. Mm. It's free with ads. Is that right? I have YouTube Premium. Jesus. Okay, we well, can watch on YouTube. Perfect. It's now in. How are 40 minutes? Good God. Um, yeah. But, okay, we'll do that. Um, again, another week without a Willem Dafoe movie, but it's okay. Yeah, believe it. Yeah, it's a little hard to believe, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Earth Girls are easy from 1988. 39. I gotta look it up. Eighty-eight. Um. So, oh, the last two movies. Well, the last movie you picked was Eagle versus Shark. Mm-hmm. And now this movie is called Earth Girls Are Easy. So, two straight movies, uh, starting with E E A. Oh, maybe you're catching on to something. Have you ever tried taking the first letter of every movie I've picked, seeing what it spells out? Um, don't bother. It's nothing. Or is the, it the there's a T and a B, and then there's a 
F and a T. Yep. And then an S and a T. Could be a fiftist. Yeah, think about it. Men are they not? Okay, okay cool. Fair enough. Earth girls are easy. Um, making great time. I'll need to decompress after salt burn. Um, I'm likely to see any nakedness, I think. Yeah, For that's, that's what we would Jeff make, Goldblum, Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. So let me take you back. Two weeks before 9-11. Oh, good. August 24th, 2001. The world was so happy and positive. What would be in the theaters in, in this carefree world where we didn't have to take our shoes off before we boarded a plane? That's what we're going to find out. August 24th, 2001. Let's do it. Let's find out. We're gonna find out. We're gonna break our beat our score. Yep. Beat our best score from the from the eighties. So we're starting Paramount Pictures. Twenty five million over two weeks. It's an adventure comedy film starring Rowan Atkinson. Yes, you heard this right. Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. Adventure comedy. Two thousand one. Let's go. It's got to be a bean because, um, like a Johnny English wouldn't be an adventure comedy. Wait, 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 wait. Could also be Rat Race, though. Oh, it could also be Rat Race. Yeah. Should I go for the second actor just to confirm? Okay. Oh, do you want second actor or do you want tagline? Give me the. What costs less to find out? The second actor. Okay, give me the second actor. Uh, Lene Chapman. Oh. So I'm going to guess it's not Rat Race. I don't know who The second actor would be like a John Lovitz or a... uh... Yeah. Oh. So I guess... Mr. Bean's Holiday? uh, That came... I think that came out like in 2005 or 6 or something. Okay, well, it's... Is there a second Mr. Bean movie? I don't think so. Okay. I'm okay. trying Rat Race. Okay. It's Rat Race. Who the hell is Lene, whatever you said? Lene Chapman? I don't know. John Cleese is the third actor, though. Yeah, okay. Lene Chapman here. Let's look. Okay. I don't think it costs anything to, to guess. No, you just lose bonus points or something. Um, I don't I don't know Lene Chat and Okay, well. That's fine. Okay. Um, great guess. Um, moving on. Uh, Miramax film. Forty six million three weeks. It's a horror mystery thriller film. Mm-hmm. Do you want the actor or the tagline? The actor, first actor. Nicole Kidman. Oh, is that going to be like, um, oh, what the hell is that called? It's like, not like the happening. It's like the, 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 others, the others, the others. In 2001? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that the one where she like kisses her son? I thought that was the one where, 
there's her, yeah something to do with her children dying or something i don't they know have a rare sensitivity to light when the family begins to suspect the house is haunted grace fights to protect her children at any cost in the face of strange events and disturbing visions mm-hmm. it's the others you got it right Good oh job. yeah 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 okay another miramax film only 11 million in its first week hmm. it's a comedy starring jason muse Jason Muse. M E W E S. Oh boy. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Kevin Smith is a second actor. Kevin Smith, that's the dude from the he's like the comic book guy. Is this one of the yeah. clerks movies? This has gotta be a clerks or or Jay and Silent oh, Bob or no, something. It's gonna be a Jay. Well it, ooh, yeah. They've made more is than it one Jay. And Bob? Yeah, but they made more than one of those, right? Yes, Strike Back is the second one. I feel like the first one, the first one came out like the nineties. Because Jason would have to be Jay. Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back were trying first, and it is correct. Woohoo! Nice. Ben Affleck, the third actor. I wouldn't have known that. I just know. I just know the comic book guy. I just know he's only been in. He hasn't been in that many things. No. Good. We're on a roll. And the next one is a new line film. Okay. It's his fourth week. It's made $183 million. New line. Those are the people who made like the the Shanghai noon. And uh, they also made the rush hour movies. It's an action comedy crime film starring Jackie Chan. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's rush hour two, I think. Going with your gut, you're on you're on fire today. It's rush hour two. Yeah. The tagline is get ready for a second rush. So God, those movies that those movies are good. Especially two. <laughs> Two's the best one. You think you think of New Line and you think of Jackie Chan I do. right away. I do yes, I do. I can see it popping up because I've seen those movies so many times. It's just like the new line I don't know, like the graphic before you watch the movie, you know. I think we're definitely. I believe that we are. Um, we've already passed our best score. Oh, great! Well, there's only and there's still got a movie left to work with. One movie. It's uh, Universal, 109 million, uh, three weeks. We're gonna know it. It's a comedy romance starring Jason Biggs. Comedy romance. So isn't that isn't that the this is dude? American Pie? Yeah, yeah, that's the American Pie dude, right? Didn't the yes. first one come out in like 1999? So we're also thinking this is an American Pie 2? I think so. This is like, a, this is a weekend of um, sequels? Yeah. Yeah, it's American Pie 2. So we're in the 81st percentile. Ooh. 885 out of possible 1,000 points. I love it. 2001, right before 9-11, I was in the right headspace for absorbing movies. Yeah, it's weird. The best that we do is um, either in the 1980s or in the early 2000s. I love it. You were nine. I was nine? I was nine. I watched Rat Race so many times. I, I, knew, yeah. I, I knew I had to be Rat Race. Mr. Bean, he hasn't been in much. Actually, he's been a decent amount. He's been in, like, what, Johnny English? 
and Mr. Bean's holiday and rat race, I suppose. Um, yeah, well, we can just look. And he was in a movie just called Bean, like in the 90s, I think. Oh, look, I just guessed Bean. I think um, I think watching so much of Nerdle Lion Play Sending Two Nerdle Battles is helping me like remember movies. Because I don't think I would have n- remembered that Nicole Kidman movie, The Others. But like, there's, what's that other one where she's just like, what's that thing? Like everyone keeps dying and she's just like in the streets. What's that movie called? Like there's a movie called The Happening. Oh, okay. So that was the movie I th- thought I was but thinking I, of. I don't know if, sh- if she was in that one. I think so. And everyone just keeps f- like falling off buildings and she's just, no, 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 not The Happening, not The that, Happening. Because that's, that's like Mad Dame. I need to find out what the name of this movie is. Nicole Kidman. And now I'm going to go movies and shows. Big Wikipedia. She's Australian. Not the others. What the hell movie am I thinking of? The Invasion? No. No, no, no. Okay, I'm just just never going to find out what movie I'm thinking of. Whole Kidman horror movie? Movie where people fall off buildings. It appears to only been in one horror movie. The Happening is a M. Night Shyamalan movie. Um, it is. A, I am thinking of The Happening. I am. Zoe Deschanel is in it, apparently, not. Not Nicole oh, Kidman. It's on Disney Plus. I think that's the movie I was thinking of. But the others, I think, was implanted in my mind thanks to Northern Lion. So, um, if you could guess how many episodes of Mr. Bean there was or there were, mm-hmm. how many do you th- how many episodes do you think they made of Mr. Bean? Well, I do know it's way less than you would think. It's like sixteen. 15 episodes but you you counted the movie so i guess that's that makes 16 yeah i do remember i remember looking this up not that long ago i remember watching mr bean a lot when i was younger and just seemed to think there was just an unending amount of episodes but i must have just seen the same ones over and over there's not really that many 15 15 that's it 15 little morsels of bean tasty well, what a wild episode! Uh, as we as we end January and move on to uh, aliens. Aliens in February. Say goodbye to January, and I hope you have a great time in Hawaii. And um, how long are you going for? Like ten days or something? Something like that. Yeah, that'd be good. Planning on watching a movie on the plane. Um, what time? What time's your flight? Is it like a red eye, or is it uh, middle of the day? What? Um, are we leave at like ten a.m. on? Um, we leave Vancouver at ten a.m. Mm-hmm. on a Thursday, and then we come back one fifty a.m. Hawaii Hawaii time. Right. So who knows? Um, that that's time for sleep. But I looked up the movies on the plane today, and. You know, not a whole lot of good ones. I watched Barbie again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought myself a Sudoku book, and I'll bring a book. Ah. And probably just, you know, maybe have something on in the background. Maybe you should bring, like, a portable DVD player or watch something on that. What year is it? I don't know, but the not the last time I flew, but the time before that, I, I brought my portable DVD player. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's that would be fun. You get some looks, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll pro- there's some TV as well, so maybe I'll just watch some TV. Boring. <laughs> okay, well, I looked it up. WestJet um, Entertainment. No movies besides Barbie, I think, that were on the podcast. So okay, this could be a good one for our future yeah. podcast. Um, a lot of movies I've never heard of before. A Blue Beetle I could watch. Oh, Jesus. Don't waste your time on that one. Do you want um, to to waste time? Um, Casino, for some reason, is a movie available. Casino. That's a good movie. There you go. Yeah. But you have to pay attention. Um, I don't know if I want to pay attention on a plane. Gran Turismo. <clears throat> Ooh, actually, I might watch Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Hey, I watched that, yeah, that's a lot of action. I love the Mission Impossible movies. Or the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. I heard that's good. Well, maybe I'll watch that on the on a plane, and I'll let you know. All right. Okay. Well, aloha to you and all our viewers. Mahalo. Mahalo. And um, Lilo and Stitch. Maybe you could watch that. You know, I as a joke, I, I told people that I was um, studying Hawaiian on Duolingo. And then I looked it up, and it is, you can do that. Well, yeah. It's quite, quite involved. Um, and I gave up pretty early. Well, that is a funny joke. Mahalo. It's, I mean, it wasn't joking. You just said it was a joke. Well, at the beginning, and then I did it. And then it was like, okay. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Okay, I won't. Okay, thanks, everyone. See you in a few weeks. Well, you won't, because this is a podcast. Is it not a visual medium? That is true.